I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Tuesday. And we have all sorts of juicy stuff here on a Tuesday. What are we dealing with? Well, who are the real terrorists in this country? There's a lot of talk about terrorism lately. Who are the terrorists? Is it white supremacists? We'll talk about that. New article out about trade skills. I'll tell you about a conversation I actually had at Chick-fil-A of all places this morning. Inflation. What are the science? What are the scientists saying about COVID? Joe Biden's even even worse crook than we thought. And so is the FBI. Judge Chutkin, the Trump judge, is evil. All that and so much more. It's coming up tonight on the world famous Jesse Kelly show. We have way too much to get to and only three hours to get to it. So I want to do this first and foremost. House Majority Leader Steve Scalise. He's been diagnosed with multiple myeloma. It's a blood cancer. He's begun treatment on it. I only brought this up for 30 seconds to say a couple of things. One, prayers for Steve Scalise and his family. Two, Steve Scalise's toddler child sent me a text message one time. Did you know that? I'll tell you a little quick story here before we get into everything else. I was running for Congress. Remember, I ran for Congress two times in Arizona. Lost two times. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I was running for, running for Congress in Arizona. Steve Scalise was in the House at the time. I ended up, I don't want to say getting to know him. That makes me sound way too friendly with Steve Scalise. We talked on more than one occasion, and, on, and we exchanged cell phone numbers. And one night I'm sitting at home in Tucson. This is in the middle of my race. And I get a text message. And it was six or seven letters of just gibberish. Y-X-B-A-T-C. And I'm, and I'm looking and it's, it's Steve Scalise. Right? So this is a congressman. And he was big shot at the time then too. And he sends me this. And I'll never forget that five minute period. And I call my wife in too at the time. Because I'm running for Congress. And I'm all... Baby, what do you think this means? Is this a, is there a code did I miss? And she's confused too. She said, did you miss some sort of a code thing? I said, I don't think there was a code. I, there was no code there. And then five minutes later, Steve texts me and says, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. My toddler got a hold of my cell phone. <laughs> so how about that? Best wishes, prayers for Steve Scalise and the family. Also, before we get into something that'll be nice and spicy, the real terrorists, we have to do something a little bit heavier right off the bat. Loss. Loss is something we have all felt in our lives in one way or another. Maybe it was job loss. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe it was a dog. Shoot, who hasn't been there? A lot of us have been there. Can't count how many times growing up our dog finally died. I'm out there with my old man. Tears in my eyes, digging a hole in the ground, getting ready to bury my dog. It's a feeling of loss. Maybe, almost undoubtedly, maybe maybe you've lost a person in your life. I know we have widows, widowers who listen. Maybe it was horribly a child, a parent, whatever. Feeling of loss. Loss is hard, right? And we all lost something. We lost something this morning. And I just think it's really important that we just... We take a deep breath and we we get through this heartache together. This is when we need our community, our anti-communist community, for times of loss. Times when we hurt a little bit. I don't know if you heard today, but Francis Suarez has ended his campaign to be the Republican nominee for president. I'm just kidding. I didn't even know who that guy was. <laughs> he was the mayor of Miami. He ran for president for five minutes. Nobody cared. Anyway, see you, Francis. Thanks for trying. <laughs> All right, let's get to terrorists and terrorism here in a moment. Before we do that, let's just do this one real quick. So I got a bunch of these. I asked you for your emails about your activism. Your anger about the Trump indictment and impending imprisonment and all this injustice going on. What activism are you turning it into? I volunteered in my deep blue New York City to be a Republican poll observer. Says I can use his name. His name is Al. Al was sitting there in the belly of the beast, New York City, surrounded by 9 million Democrats. And Al isn't just sitting at home stewing. Ah, what they're doing to Trump is wrong. Al's getting out there, getting involved, poll watching, anger, turn it into activism, all right? All right. Now let's have a talk that is undoubtedly going to get us all kinds of complaints. Remember, you can send your hate emails (laughs) as well as your love emails. You can send those in to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. 
Joe Biden, you remember the Strom Thurmond stuff he was talking about yesterday. Joe Biden's on one of these, I'm a civil rights leader, I give a crap about black people tours right now. This audio is a little hard to hear, but don't think if it was clear, you'd have any better understanding on what exactly he was trying to say here. Almost five years to the day that five young blacks were killed in Jacksonville five years earlier at, the, at, a, at a gun, not a gun shop, a, a, a store there doing uh, um, kids' toys. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but you know... <laughs> And we have to speak out that uh, there's a whole... Yeah, he has no idea where he is. He has no idea what happened. Is it, they, someone tried to brief him on that shooting, on that killing, and he, he, he just didn't retain any of it. He has no idea what's going on. So, of course, he's doing this tour right now. We just had some Nazi dude kill a few black people because he hates black people. He's a racist dude. A racial incident. And so the communist did, is doing... What the communist does. Remember, for an anti-human, communists are anti-humans. They are the enemies of humanity. For an anti-human, there's no such thing as human tragedy. Remember, those two things don't exist. Like I mentioned before about how my hatred of flies. I hate flies. I hate them. I'll kill them whenever I have a chance. So you're never going to bring me a piece of information telling me about a bunch of flies who died this way and have any sorrow well up in me. I'm an anti-fly guy. So there's no such thing as a fly tragedy. It's all fly success as far as I'm concerned. The communist feels the same way. Mass shootings, especially racial shootings, so on and so forth. So now it gives them what? Because they don't feel any emotions. They don't care anything about those people who died. It gives them an opportunity. An opportunity to get up and say something they've been saying over and over and over again. And we are going to parse this out so everyone understands why they are saying this. Why is it that you hear from every single part in this society, from school teachers to entertainers to the, shoot, the media industry is probably the worst in the country, to politicians, to our FBI, our law enforcement agencies. Why is it everywhere you turn, you are hearing about this dangerous white supremacy? The point where the intelligence community is determined, the U.S. intelligence community is determined that domestic terrorism rooted in white supremacy is the greatest terrorist threat we face in the homeland. The greatest threat. Well, that's obviously not true. Anybody, anyone who pays any attention to what's going on knows that there's very little white supremacy in the country, relatively speaking. It's a country of 300 million people. Are there murderous white people who want to kill black people? Um, No question about it. Are there murderous black people who want to kill white people? No question about it. There's murderous every group who wants to kill some other group because prejudice is the nature of man. Is white supremacy somehow something that's outstanding? Well, no, you're probably laughing at the very idea of it because I'd be willing to bet you've never met a white supremacist. Have you ever met a guy with the Nazi tattoo on the neck or something? Have you ever met a guy in the Klan? Look, I'm, I know I'm not ancient, but I'm 42. I've been around the block a little bit, lived all over the place. I've never met any of these people. I, I've just never met any of them at all. So we laugh and we kind of scoff at it. Oh my gosh, white supremacy. But 
We shouldn't laugh for a couple of different reasons. It's time we had a very frank talk about why white supremacy is brought up so often. Why are they creating this boogeyman out of nothing and making sure the American public focuses on it? What's their purpose for this? Because there most definitely is a purpose. And obviously, as you know, it's not about saving human lives. It's definitely not about black people. It's not, it has nothing to do with that at all. What's their real purpose? What are they doing? So let's talk about their purpose. And then let's talk about terrorism. Who is the real terrorist threat in this country now? Because there most definitely is one. You ready for that? Before we dig into that, we are going to talk about terrorism today. I know that people of New York City don't need any reminding. Shoot, Americans in general don't need any reminding of what terrorists can do. We remember 9-11. Tunnel to Towers remembers 9-11. Tunnel to Towers started in the wake of 9-11. Why? It started to honor and help the heroes who give their lives in service to this nation. Fallen first responders. What happens with their families? Who helps them? Tunnel to Towers does. Gold Star families. Dad, mom, went over to fight overseas, never came home. Who helps them? Who cares? Does anyone care? Is anyone going to step in and step up? Tunnel to Towers does. With your $11 a month, Tunnel to Towers pays off mortgages for these people. Built them an entire community in Florida. Builds homes for catastrophically injured veterans. That's what your $11 a month does. Go to T, the number two, T.org and sign up to give 11 bucks a month. T2T.org. Go now. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Tuesday, reminding you you can email the show Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Why all this talk about white supremacy? The point where the intelligence community is determined, the U.S. intelligence community is determined that domestic terrorism rooted in white supremacy is the greatest terrorism. Okay, and you hear that from everywhere. Over and over is a drumbeat. Endlessly banged by politicians, by the media, by law enforcement, by entertainment. Over and over and over again. White supremacy, white supremacy, white supremacy. Well, why? Well, first, as we talked about, we have to acknowledge we're dealing with anti-humans. And that's an important thing to understand before we can move forward here. Meaning, we're not dealing with people who place a value on human life. on, On human life at all. That gives them the freedom to do what they're doing now, what they've done many times before. We've brought this up before, but it's important to remember. Stalin. Stalin gets a lot of pub for being the murderous piece of trash that he was. And Stalin gets a lot of pub for his time when he was purging the Soviet Union. He was killing so many of his own citizens. He would have different areas set up and he would have his NKVD guys go in and they'd kill so many of their own citizens. Who was one of the main targets, though? One of the main targets for Stalin. 
It was the Poles, the Polish people. Remember, that part of the world has so many confusing cross-border stuff. These people had this, and then these people had that, and then it got back to these people, then this border got redrawn. They've all lived everywhere. They all speak everything. Stalin, because of the Soviet Union's rocky history with with Poland at this point in time, Stalin decided that Polish people are uniquely a threat to him. They're uniquely susceptible to being the type of person who might be against Stalin. Well, as an anti-human, with no regard for human life, I know how I can handle that problem versus being a pro-human. Okay, well, let's look at it two different ways, and this will help you understand America today. Stay with me. Let's say Stalin instead had your values instead of his values. And let's say you even recognize that. Okay, well, I'm Stalin. Polish people, they tend to be spies a lot of the time. Maybe they're saboteurs. How would you approach it? You would approach it almost undoubtedly as, okay, so we need to dig in and we need to find out who the bad guys are and who the good guys are so we can get the bad guys and we can prosecute them. We need to find who the bad Polish people are and prosecute them. That's how you would approach it. Why Why would you do it that way? Why? Well, you don't want to hurt anybody who's innocent, do you? After all, they're human beings. You wouldn't want to hurt a man, a woman, definitely not a child who was innocent. So that's why we need to dig in. We need investigations. We need to make sure this is done right. Let's find those dirty poles and leave the good poles alone. That's how you would approach it. But Stalin was an anti-human. Stalin didn't care about an innocent man dying, an innocent woman dying, an innocent child dying. Stalin had killed millions and would go on to kill millions more. Human life simply meant nothing to him. It just didn't stir anything inside of him as an anti-human. So for Stalin, the problem was quite simple. If Polish people within the borders of the Soviet Union are the most likely people to be my political enemies, then, well, let's just kill them all. What? Where's the confusion? I don't even understand why we're hand-wringing over this. Go find the people of Polish descent and kill them. And they did. And then they went and found people with Polish last names, Polish-sounding last names, and killed them. And they did. And then, look, you got to make sure, again, these are not human lives that matter because human life doesn't matter. Then they kept going forward, for, uh, further. Okay, who has relatives? What's that? Your second cousin's third cousin's fourth dog's brother's uncle? He was Polish? Up, oh, you got to go. Again, because you're not a human in my eyes. I just am going to classify this entire group of people as being the enemy because they're the most likely to be my political enemy. I'll classify them as enemies. Enemies of what? What are they trying to do? You already know. What are they trying to do? Enemies of the state. I've determined, Stalin, that my political opponents, these Poles, any of these Polish people, they're enemies of the state. Now, why did he determine they were enemies of the state? To what end? He determined they were enemies of the state so he could justify using the state power of the Soviet Union against them. That's why so many Polish people died within the borders of the Soviet Union 
at Stalin's own hand. It's important, and then the, the, this played out a million times throughout communism's ugly, ugly history, from Cambodia to China to otherwise. If you're an anti-human, you don't worry about the individual life of that person or that person or that person because individual life means nothing. It's meaningless to an anti-human. You simply find, you identify the groups that are supposedly most likely your allies, and then you identify the groups that are most likely your enemies. You turn that enemy group into an enemy of the state. You go kill them or imprison them all, and there you've taken care of your problem. Did a bunch of innocent people get caught up in it? Sure, but that's not your problem. You're an anti-human. What would you care? Which brings us to white supremacy. What are they doing now? What is the system doing now? It goes much deeper than Joe Biden. What's it mean for us? And who are the real terrorists? If it's not white supremacists, who are they? Oh, we're about to name them. Before we do that, let's do this. Let's talk about making basic preparations for some rocky times that are coming. Basic preparations. And you know, I have never told you to do something wild, radical. I, I never have. I've never told you to go dig a bunker in your backyard. I've told you that would be awesome if you did it. I've told you to invite me over if you do so, but I've never told you to do that, have I? But what have I said? Bullets, water, food. Food is the one people overlook when it comes to making basic preparations for times that are coming. Basic. If you don't eat I don't care how much ammo you have. You're not going to live. Everyone who lives in your home needs three months worth of food. My Patriot Supply, they sell three-month food kits, and they've partnered with the show, and they're $200 off per kit right now. Go to preparewithjessikelly.com and get one today. Preparewithjessikelly.com. Go now. What, Chris? We can make jokes. It's fine. You got that right. The Jesse Kelly Show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Tuesday reminding you you can download the entire show as soon as it's complete on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. That is assuming Jewish producer Chris didn't screw up uploading it, which he's done. That's what, Chris? There's no need to raise that finger to me. Did you forget it on Friday or did you not forget it on Friday? You forgot it on Friday. And guess what? You showed up on Monday to all kinds of emails chewing you out, too. <laughs> All right, shut up. Focus. Back to what we're doing. Terrorism. Okay, so why the effort by the system to create a white supremacist boogeyman in this country? White supremacist, white supremacist, terrorism, white supremacist, terrorism. When it's not something that exists, why invent it? Well, you have to do something that's very hard, something that will be difficult for you and for me. You have to set aside the part of you that's human and you have to try to look at the country the way the people who run the country, like Joe Biden, the media industry, all the others, you have to look at the country the way they look at the country. You see a country of 300 million God-breathed people and you want what's best for the country and you hope these people can straighten up and we can do the right. That's how you look at the country. These people only look at the country as it relates to their own power. So they're in charge, all right? So just picture them. They're on top. You're, you're looking at one of those organizational charts, and there's one guy at the top. We'll make this a bunch of people. The elites, they're sitting up there on top. All right. Now, you have to look at the population the way they do. They look at the population, 
and they try to make determinations based on your religion, on your skin color, on your gender, on, on, your, on your whoever you want to marry. They try to make determinations on what will make you a more likely ally versus an enemy. Because remember, when they get elected, they only do two things when they get elected. Reward their friends, punish their enemies. That's what communists do. The right doesn't do that. Republicans get elected, they apologize for their friends, and they extend a hand to their enemies. Communists would never dream of doing that. Communists get elected, and every day they wake up and they want to destroy their enemies and reward their friends. Okay, well, if you're the elites, why is it that you ignore every single time a black person kills a bunch of white people racially motivated or kills an Asian person racially motivated Yet the second some piece of trash in Buffalo, New York, or Jacksonville, Florida, kills a bunch of black people, you dive on it and it's run to the podium time. It's not really complicated. We don't have to hand ring over this. And again, I don't care if you're offended. It doesn't matter to me. You can email me, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Why do they pounce on one and not the other? Because the elites have seen this big group of black people over here, American black people. And you know what they see? They see 92, 93% vote Democrat every single time. It's not that they care about a single individual in the black person group. Remember, there aren't individuals. You can kill them all for all these people care. They just have identified an ally, someone who helps them achieve and retain political power. So, okay, that's an ally. Man, we have to make sure we are reaching out to them every chance we get. We got to keep them voting Democrat every time. What's that? Someone heard a black person? Wait, it's it's Mr. Black people. He's stepping up here. But, and there are many groups like this. The same thing applies to LGBTQ Air Force. If you're in any one of those groups anywhere along the line, individually, I'm not talking about you individually. I know just like black people, individuals make their own choices. But as a group, you remember, you have to look at this like an anti-human. If you're one of the elites, you know, the second somebody becomes part of that group, LGBTQ Air Force, the chances they're going to vote Democrat their whole life are almost 100%. So not only do you want to reward that group every chance you get flying the gay flag, the, the trans flag on our freaking embassies abroad and the military flying it, not only do you want to reward that group every chance you get, you have to protect that group at all costs. And... You have to create new members, keep in mind. You can't create new black people, but you can create new LGBTQ Air Force people. How do you do that? Well, you you make their cartoons on Nickelodeon Jr. You make their Disney movies. You get to them in kindergarten, first grade, tell them how gay they are. If you can just break that kid, that kid is a guaranteed Democrat vote his or her entire life. His or her entire life. The communist sits down and he wants to make a Blue's Clues advertisement for the children's TV network. Well, the communist sits down. He ain't making no ad. He's recruiting. It's time for a pride parade. Families marching one by one. Hurrah, hurrah. Families marching one by one. Hurrah, hurrah. This family has two mommies. They love each other so proudly, and they all go marching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we got, the, we got the idea. We, 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 we get it with the scissors and everything. We understand. We understand. I, I got it. I got it. So, okay. Again, you're identifying groups. 
They, okay, so we, how the elites look at it. Again, you have to set aside your own humanity. Well, we got black people, we got LGBT, we got all these things. That's the friend group. They also identify likely enemies. Who is the most likely enemy if you're one of the evil communist elites in this country and you identify people by groups, not individuals, who's the most likely person who's going to oppose your agenda? Without question, demographically, every single thing across the board shows a middle-class white person is your enemy. If you are a communist, then middle-class white people and the things they do are your enemy. What do I mean by the things they do? Well, what makes up a middle-class white person in their eyes? I know these generalities are ridiculous. I know we're looking at it how they look at it. If they're looking at public enemy number one for them, okay, well, we got these middle-class white people, and what do they do? Gosh, they own small businesses. Ugh! Do you, did you see the numbers on how many small businesses vote Republican? Automatically, enemy, small business, huge enemy. Let's look at what else they do. What's this? Families? What? what? A husband and a wife? With the kids? Oh my gosh, how are we supposed to turn those kids gay? Again, enemies, not gay enough. What else do they do? What else do they do? Well... There's an overwhelming amount of patriotism in that group, percentage-wise. Again, generalities. Well, if you're a communist trying to burn America down, you can't have these pesky patriots trying to stop you from burning it down. What else do they do? Oh, my gosh. They go to church. They go to church. And you know what? Do you know what they teach in that church? Oh, my gosh. They teach that... There's something higher than government? What? There's something higher than government? They teach people that morality matters? We can't have people worried about morality when we're trying to foment a communist revolution. You see what I'm saying? The elites a long time ago in the education system, entertainment, media, president, they found the polls. We are the Soviet Union now, and they have identified the Poles who reside within our borders. And now, everything they do, as we've talked about endlessly on the show, everything they do is with one goal in mind. How do we turn those people into an enemy of the state? That's why they get up and give speeches about MAGA Republicans being a threat to democracy. And then the next day, they talk about how the Marines were there to protect democracy. That's why they talk about white people, white supremacy, white supremacy, white supremacist terrorism. That's why, well, do you remember that FBI memo from the Richmond Field Office, the one that talked about infiltrating the Catholic Church? Do you happen to remember what that memo said as justification for infiltrating the Catholic Church? Do you remember what they tried to use there? White supremacy, domestic terrorism. The goal from these people is to turn you into a terrorist, an enemy of the state, so they can turn the state guns against you. Which is funny because we do have a real genuine terrorist group in this country. And what I'm about to say is going to offend you probably without end. But I'm going to say it anyway. Before I get to that, let's get to this. 
we have a crime problem in this country also because the communists are anti-humans. If you're Alvin Bragg in New York City, you are turning violent criminals loose with the intention, with the hope that they will kill, rape, and murder some more because you're trying to create chaos and angst and bitterness in a society. You're trying to burn it down. This is the revolution phase. Now, that's all bad news, especially if you don't carry around a hero gun or a hero arrow that will allow you to stop one of these bad men from hurting you or that person you love really, really badly, maybe permanently. Does your son you sent away from home have one? Your mom? Your daughter? They're non-lethal. You don't need a concealed carry permit. I'm not a gun guy. Fine. They're non-lethal. Go to Hero2020.com and put in the code JESSE for a special discount, but get one before you need it. Hero2020.com, code JESSE. State restrictions may apply. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Tuesday. Remember, you can email me, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We're going to deal with all the emails and legal and local and somebody's ready to pick up a gun and start shooting. And we're going to talk about these things. We're going to talk about trades versus college. The new article out today, inflation, Biden's a crook, hurricanes and other things. But let's talk about terrorism as they try to turn you into a terrorist. You're that white supremacist terrorist after all. Oh yeah. It applies if you're black. If, if you don't, if you don't, vote for the communist cause, you're, you're right there with everyone else. But we do have terrorists. We have a terrorism problem in the country. Now, before we get into that, I want you to picture terrorism. What comes to your mind when I say the words terrorism? Chris, what comes to your mind? Chris, come on, Chris. Beyond the physical descriptions, Chris, what comes to your mind when I say terrorism? What? Attacks on the state, okay, okay. Attacks on innocence, women, children, that kind of thing. We'd, we'd call those things to be, we'd say those are terrorist acts, right? Terrorists will attack innocence. It's part of what makes terrorism terrorism. They will attack, not accidentally, they will attack non-combatants. They will attack non-combatants, but it's more than that. You know what really sticks out to my mind when I think about the terrorist heydays? And I realize terrorism's never gone, but we're talking about the Islamic jihadist heydays. It wasn't just the attacks, the terrible attacks from nail bombs at children concerts, stabbings, a million different ways these people would attack. What really sticks out to my mind was the videos they would put out afterwards. Not all the time, but often. ISIS was really good at this. They had a huge, because of course it was the spawn of Satan. Satan always has a great propaganda arm, always from the Nazis to ISIS. Satan just knows how to have propaganda. ISIS had the fanciest looking, well-produced internet videos after they would do a terrorist attack and they would brag about what they did. They go kill a bunch of women and kids and then they would brag about it. Did anything wrong? What? We did stuff that was right. It was awesome. Mission from God. It was good. Now, who on a fairly regular basis in this country kills innocent people? Who kills innocent people? And no, I'm not I'm not talking about the local gangbanger. 
I'm talking about various entities. Remember, we're identifying groups here. Who are the groups that kill these innocent people, especially in mass? If you're in, gosh, I don't know. If you're in a cult in Waco, who are you most scared of? You know what? Let's set that aside. Forget that. Maybe that's too extreme of an example. I want you to picture this. I want you to picture a family of 10 gathered in their homes. Family of 10. Only three adults there. Only three adults. Seven of these people are children. And then I want you to picture this. Boom! A massive explosion. A massive explosion. And they're all dead. Killed on purpose. Man, that'd be an act of terrorism, right? And can you imagine if the people who committed that act of terrorism then went on television and called it righteous? We know from a variety of other means that at least one of those people that were killed was a ISIS facilitator. Uh, so were there others killed? Yes, there are others killed. Who they are, we don't know. Uh, we'll try to sort through all that. Uh, but we believe that the procedures at this point, I don't want to influence the outcome of an investigation, um, but at this point we think that the procedures were correctly followed and it was a righteous strike. Righteous strike. There were no ISIS facilitators in that house in Afghanistan. We sent a Reaper drone down. We incinerated 10 people, seven of them children. A few of those children are so adorable I can't even look at their pictures anymore. And not only did we call it a righteous strike, we went out afterwards and said, gosh, punishment, consequences, what? What, crazy? Do you have any announcements in terms of any punishments, judicial punishments for those who were responsible for the drone strike? I do not anticipate there being issues of personal accountability to be had with respect to the August 29th airstrike. What we saw here was a breakdown in process um, and execution in procedural uh, 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 yeah, the government are the terrorists in this country now. And they're going to, with their friends in the media and their friends in entertainment and their friends in education, they are going to over and over and over and over and over again try to create and increase the racial divide in this country by telling everybody it's Nazis, it's white supremacists, it's Trump supporters, it's Nazis, white supremacists, it's Trump supporters. But the truth is the group that routinely kills innocent people in this country with no repercussions whatsoever and oftentimes brags about it is the federal government. If you'd like any, any evidence of this, I would highly suggest to you, you go look at the ATF's social media page. Go look at their media page dated around the anniversary of Waco and you can see to this day they post pictures up standing on the charred remains of dead children bragging about what they did at Waco. This government that's busy trying to turn you into an enemy of the state is itself an enemy of the state. Period. End of story. Our military leaders, not personnel, our military leaders included in that. Our elites are now the true enemies of the state. And that's why they spend every waking moment trying to turn us against each other so we don't realize who the true enemy of the state is. The point is. where the intelligence community is determined, the U.S. intelligence community is determined that domestic terrorism rooted in white supremacy is the greatest terrorist threat we face in the homeland. That's why they do what they do.
All right. Now we have so much more we have to get to. We have to talk about this veteran. We have to talk about veteran issues, trade stuff. Joe Biden's a despicable crook. We have to talk about saving children. We do have rampant, rampant human trafficking taking place just within our own border. We're not even talking about the southern border right now. Within our own border, American kids are being trafficked. This is not just happening to you know foster kids or, or poor kids. This runs up and down the spectrum. These online predators, they're on these social media accounts. They're recruiting these kids, manipulating them, then blackmailing them, destroying their lives. The Acervo Project is saving these children. And they're finding the dirt balls. And they're making sure they go away forever. The $14 a month you give to a servo project, that's what makes that happen. A-S-S-E-R-V-O. The Acervoproject.org is where you give. It's also where you get information. It's where you can invite them to speak at your school or church. Get yourself and your kids ready and let's save some kids while we do it. The Acervoproject.org. We'll be back. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 